Hello, everybody. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of Technology Uncorked. My name is Jeff Quattromani, and this show is brought to you by Navman. Now, ladies and gentlemen, I know a lot of you are going to be getting on the road this holiday season, and as you should be, but I do hope, I really hope that not just you will be watching the road, and not just the person in your passenger seat will be watching the road, but you've also got a dash cam doing it as well. A dash cam facing forward, a dash cam facing behind you, it is so important that any road trip has a dash cam accompanying you for so many reasons. Now, you're going to get safety alerts. You're going to get a number of features from the dash cam itself, but you do need that camera watching where you're going at all times. It can see better than you can, and it will notice more things than you do. Now, the reason you need this is usually for evidence. If something does happen on the road, you want to make sure you've got a really high-quality recording of that. And honestly, the ones that I've tested from Navman are the best that I have tried. Uh, the MyView Pro 4K DC is the creme de la creme. It is the best of the best. It's got a 4K camera sensor on the front. We're talking about really, really high definition video, making sure you get the best level of detail, but also you're going to get that premium day and nighttime recording with HDR support. We're talking about really high-end cameras here built into these dash cams. And one thing I do love is you've also got this recording that saves every two seconds. So every two seconds it's being written back to the SD card. You will not have corrupt video. You will not have missing files or anything like that. And also, if it does sense that anything has happened, before you even know that something has happened, before you've even had to think about it, it's already gone and saved that event so it cannot be overwritten, it cannot be touched, because hey, if you do have an accident, I really hope you don't, but if you do, the last thing you're probably thinking about is, oh, did I capture that on the dash cam? Don't worry, the dash cam already did, it's already saved it, and it will make sure it's available for you even a week from that day. So this is what you'll get with Navman. You're not going to get just a camera that records, it's got all the bells and whistles as well. Now, the, this, as I said, it's the creme de la creme, right? MyView Pro 4K DC, it's a $529 camera. Yes, it's got the rear camera as well, but you do need to know that that is the high-end version from Navman. They've got plenty of options, plenty to choose from, but head to the Navman website and look at the range for yourself and make sure you always look at real footage that comes out of these cameras to know whether it was the right decision or not. Head to navman.com.au. Let's get on with the show. Rasembrasma, Jeff Quattromani, multi-Australian in Sydney. Tech expert, Jeff Quattromani. Jeff Quattromani, thank you very much from Sydney. Jeff Quattromani is here. And now it's time to talk technology with Jeff Quattromani. Jeff Quattromani. Hello everybody, thanks for tuning in. What the heck? Let's talk tech. And good afternoon, good evening, good morning, and wherever you are, thank you. Thank you for tuning in to Australia's number one technology podcast. This is the show that keeps on chugging along every single week since the day we started this show. We haven't missed a single week. We've been here for you because you know what? Technology is always changing. There's always news. There's always something to talk about. It's like every week I sit down and I think, so what are we going to do this week? And there's always a lot there. There is seriously always a lot there and no exception today. Even though we're a few days from Christmas, there is so much news coming out because, hey, January is when a lot of the tech season kicks off. It's technology's Christmas and that's when CES starts and that's when so many other events start. We'll touch on that a little bit today as well. But we have cracked a can and guys and girls, uh, this is a really nice drink. It's not a wine. It's a can of Solo but it's hard solo. It's an alcoholic lemon drink. Uh, I tried this at a pub the other day and it blew my socks off. It tastes delicious. It tastes like normal solo, but it has 4.5% alcohol volume in it. It's delicious. It's absolutely delicious. And honestly, on a summer's day, 
Uh, sorry, beer, you'll have to step aside. This stuff is just so, so good. Uh, I honestly recommend it. You can get like you can get a four pack for about 20 bucks and they are going down very, 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 very easy. After leaving that pub that day, I, uh, I, I quickly went out and bought some more so I can have some at home because after I mow or whippersnip or whatever I'm doing in the yard, you smash down a hard solo and life just gets better. Now, on the show today, we're going to talk about a bunch of things. Uh, we've got some news from Vodafone, Microsoft, Peloton, LG, Apple, and yes, Apple because of the Apple Watch. But we will be touching on CES because even though CES is a couple of weeks away, the news has already begun. So before anyone even lands in Las Vegas, before they even open the doors to the convention center in Las Vegas, the news is already coming out from the brands because they want you to talk about it. And if they wait till CES actually kicks off, it gets diluted. It gets diluted in everyone else's news. So you start drip feeding it to me now, I can start telling you about it immediately because... One thing I'll quickly say to you is that if at the moment during this holiday season you're thinking about buying a new TV, new soundbar, new appliance, then I would really be recommending you either A, hold off if you do want the latest and greatest because after January we'll start to see the latest TVs and soundbars, but your alternative is to go in there right now and haggle, haggle, haggle. And they know, they know that everything's about to be superseded. So you can go in there and try and get a really good deal. And there actually is going to be some very good deals from Boxing Day uh, on a bunch of TVs. LG's already announced they've got OLED TVs dropping by up to $2,000. Uh, so if you want to get a deal, now's always a really good time to buy electronics, knowing that there'll be a newer version of it out in, well, announced in January. Now, very quickly from Vodafone. And this was fascinating because everyone's doing their unwrapped. If you were a Spotify subscriber or an Apple Music subscriber, you probably got a report to say what kind of music you've been listening to as if you didn't already know. However, Vodafone decided to do their own. And this is really analyzing all of their customers. So all of their customers on their mobile network to say what's been happening. Now, here is some interesting stats. And I thought this was fascinating. So 57%. So sorry, let me read this properly. On average, we are downloading 15.9 gigabytes of data per month. So when you start looking around at mobile plans and you are seeing mobile plans with 100, 150 gigs of data, you may need to realize that the average, I mean, Vodafone customer, the average Vodafone customer is using 15.9 gigabytes. Straight, straight out. Really interesting to actually pay attention to that. Um, and also showed some interesting data that, uh, you know, Vodafone customers spent more than 8.25 billion minutes on their mobile this year. Okay. And that's, apparently that's the equivalent to 15,000 years um, continuous, which is fantastic. 383 million calls were made. Um, fantastic. And that was actually in May, just in May alone. Um, what else have I got here? The average Vodafone postpaid mobile customer downloaded approximately 18% more data than in 2022. So data usage is going up, but at 15.9 gig, probably not that much to be concerned about. Um, more than 2 million Vodafone customers make a call every day. I can tell you that I don't. There's a pretty good chance that I don't make a call every day. I certainly receive calls every day, but I don't make many. Um, I tend to just answer a lot of calls, but uh, more than 2.79 billion phone calls. So that's the actual um, number of calls that were made on the Vodafone network in 2023. Uh, number of, the average number of calls per customer per week is 27. 
The average number of minutes per customer per week is 79, so not a huge amount of time being spent talking on the phone. Um, on average, Vodafone customers spend 2.9 minutes for every call made. Interesting. 5 p.m. on a Thursday, Arvo, is the busiest hour of the week. Well, maybe that's planning your weekend. Maybe that's getting in touch with people to find out what's going on. Good Friday, which was uh, the 7th of April this year, had the greatest number of calls on a single day. That's really interesting. Vodafone customers made more than 14.9 million calls that day on Good Friday. Why is that? A 5G network traffic has doubled in size over the last year and now makes up 33% of total mobile use. Now, fantastic, but honestly, the 5G network from Vodafone isn't very big. So for that to be a statistic, okay, you take it how you like. But some interesting numbers there, but I think the big one for me is the data usage. And I really think that's where people need to be saying, okay, if that's my average data usage, then maybe I need to be thinking about my mobile plan. Maybe you need to be checking what mobile plan you're on and whether you actually are using the amount of data or whether you could get a cheaper plan and be better off. Interesting news that came out this week from uh, Meta. Meta and Microsoft have sort of teamed up a little bit here. If you've got the new MetaQuest virtual reality headset, you can now work on Microsoft Word, Excel, and PowerPoint files in virtual reality. Now, if you think about that for a second, there's a couple of things that you need to worry about with virtual reality. One is, yes, you can be in a totally different world seeing totally different things, and you may now be able to see your Word, Excel, or PowerPoint document or presentation. However, what about that keyboard and mouse that's sitting in front of you? You might need to be able to see that so that you can actually type into Excel or Word or do anything in PowerPoint. Yes, you might be very good at touch typing, but when it's completely covered up, it could be tricky. Now, if it's a virtual reality or a mixed reality experience, I'm a little bit skeptical because I think it would be nice if I could at least glance down in virtual reality and see through the headset and actually see my keyboard and mouse. Now, with that said, I love the idea that how, of wearing this because A, privacy if you're working on something that is a bit delicate or sensitive, but also you won't need to worry about your screen. Your screen could be huge. Think about how many rows and columns you could view in Excel if it was in virtual reality. You could wrap a spreadsheet all around you. The other part that I do love to consider is what if the background or the world that I'm actually sitting in is you know on top of a mountain in the Himalayas, but in front of me I can also see my spreadsheet that I'm working on. That would feel like a nicer environment to work in than your everyday office. So I see a lot of benefit here. I am a bit nervous about what my hands will be doing and trying to find the keyboard and mouse when I need to actually type something, but I'm sure there's going to be a solution for that. But an interesting piece of news that I think is coming from this, and I guess it's really trying to tell us one thing. How are we going to be using virtual reality in the future? Is it just a gimmick? Is it a game? Is it, is it a toy? Or has it got enterprise application where you could be just having a VR headset on your desk at work and when you do need to engage in something detail-oriented, you need to focus, especially in these open plan offices, could you just put your headset on and zone out just like you put your pair of headphones on to block the people around you or the conversations around you? Could you put a VR headset on just to block the vision of that, of what's around you as well? Peloton made an announcement today that I think is fantastic news and could be their saving grace. Now, I, I love Peloton. I think what they do, and there's another company called Echelon, they do some amazing stuff as it comes to software-connected um, treadmills, exercise bikes, rowing machines, and so on. The home gym with a live class that you can join. So if you step on a Peloton treadmill or on their bikes, you can join classes, you're engaging with 
hundreds of other people that are also in that class and it's like being a proper spin class literally your your bike is fully connected into the class it's an amazing experience the problem with peloton and even echelon is that you spend about about two to three thousand dollars on the piece of equipment to begin with now that piece of equipment is quite useless without paying a monthly subscription to peloton to join the classes so otherwise you can just sit on an exercise bike but why would you spend two thousand dollars on one and without that 60-odd dollar or something like that per month subscription, uh, it's just another bike. Peloton's been struggling to sell all these bikes because they're very expensive compared to any other exercise bike on the market. But what they've now announced and what I think will be their saving grace is that their app, their app which can be downloaded onto an iPad, your phone, whatever you like, will now work with other Bluetooth-enabled exercise bikes. And the reason that's important is because you might have an exercise bike already, but you just want, we would love to use Peloton service, but you don't want to replace the exercise bike. Well, in that case, you can download the app, you can pay the monthly subscription and have a $500 exercise bike. What will happen is that bike's metrics will still feed into the app. You'll still know how what your cadence is, how much, how far you've ridden and everything like that within that class, but you won't have to have bought a Peloton bike, treadmill, etc. So, very smart move by Peloton. I can't wait to see how this does eventuate over time, but um, I guess their stock price will tell us the story on that. Now, I mentioned CES. I mentioned it very clearly at the start of the show, and it's an exciting time, guys. I mean, I've been to CES many times now. Uh, I've done a fair few, probably less than 10, but I've done a fair few. And coming up in January, I won't be there. And look, as hard as that is to to say, it's the right decision this time. Um, we've had a couple of CESs where it feels like an iPhone S type event where there are moderate or incremental updates and it's hard to make a huge splash every single year as technology has been changing. But second to that, guys, I wanted to be home this year. Um, I've had a very big year. It's been intense. Uh, CES last year was absolutely intense and you sort of sort of go straight back to work because I do have a day job and you've just come back from Vegas and you're exhausted and it's not the best way to start the year. So I'm giving CES a miss this time, uh, but I will obviously be talking about it on this podcast. Now, as I mentioned at the start of the show, news is already coming through thick and thin. LG did this last year. They're doing it again this year. They're going early. They're announcing stuff because guess what? I need things to talk about. Now, the first thing that I've come out with is new soundbars. Now, obviously, as I said uh, earlier, new TVs, new soundbars, you've got to expect it all. But the new soundbar range probably doesn't have too much of an increase from last year's models. And as always, no one should ever buy a new soundbar every year anyway. If you're buying a soundbar, it's probably because you're buying a new TV or you just bought a new TV last year and you would like to now boost the audio component. Fantastic. The new range from LG has a couple of standout features from what I can tell so far. The first thing being that the top of the range model, the S95TR, is going to be huge. 815 watts of output. However, it's got 15 channels, and that includes a lot more up, upward-firing speakers. Now, across their range, it looks like they're adding, in the center of the soundbar, an upward-firing speaker for vocals. And this is really interesting because in the past, yes, we've seen sort of left and right channels do upward-firing to provide that Dolby Atmos experience. That center channel usually does work for voice, but if they're doing upward firing as well now, that really does mean that we start to get what I think will be a more spatial audio type experience as it relates to just watching general TV or when you hear the voices of people in a movie and things like that. It should 
enhance the experience. And I think it's, gosh, I mean, honestly, guys, it's not like the experience is bad today, but it's just going to enhance things further. So that's the big thing that I'm seeing out of soundbars so far. Beyond that, there's a lot of jargon that they've thrown in around, you know, the different, how much it's going to sound better and it's going to be more immersive and things like that. Of course it is. It's going to be louder. It's going to be more vibrant. The speakers are going to be incrementally better as well. But um, again, it's really only something you would buy if you were, you know, if you didn't have a soundbar today, basically. But LG also came out with one other thing. And this is really interesting. This is where you, you, you read this kind of announcement and you think, oh, this is what I would talk about if I was uh, doing a news piece or something like that. LG has announced a washing machine for tumblers. Do you know what a tumbler is? It's like a cup. Now, what LG has noticed, and this is bizarre, right? What LG has noticed is that as we're all becoming more sustainable and we're all trying to do the right thing, uh, a lot of people are turning up to cafes with keep cups or cups that they are reusing. They're not getting their typical takeaway single-use coffee cup and throwing it in the bin. Most people are turning up to coffee cups with their own mug that they need to use and they give it to the barista and they say, make me a coffee in my usual cup and they go ahead and do that. What LG has decided to do is make a washing machine for those cups, those individual cups. It's called the LG My Cup. Now the My Cup fits one tumbler and it's got two cleaning cycles, a quick wash and an extra wash. The extra wash is good, they say, because of people who have a lot of, uh, you know, dried milk um, or things that have hardened in that cup since they had their last coffee. Um, this is the idea, is that you'll just put it in and 30 seconds later, the cup will be completely clean. Whatever happened to just running it under the tap, giving it a good rinse, I mean, the barista is going to be sitting there, no worries, let me put your cup in the washing machine, 30 seconds later, now I can finally make your coffee and then they can give it back to you. If any business is going to invest money in the LG MyCup washing machine, uh, expect the price of their coffees to go up, ladies and gentlemen, because since when do people have the budget to put one of these machines in? It's, it's insane. It's ludicrous. But this is what happens when we try and be environmentally friendly. We add something else to the equation, which will use energy, which will use water, and which will take up more time. I guess you're still being green by not throwing away a takeaway cup, at least. But that's the kind of gadget that will grab a lot of attention at CES because it's so different. And that's one of the things that we love. Now, I want to talk about this last thing. Apple Watch and Massimo. Ever heard of Massimo? You probably haven't. You know why? They're a very large medical health company uh, or med tech company that focuses on patient monitoring. They do have um, Apple Watch type devices that do... Uh, heart rate monitoring and things like that as well. They also partner with a lot of audio brands to work on um, enhanced uh, audio features for consumer brand audio. They do a lot. And when you, if you go to the Massimo website, M-A-S-I-M-O, you will see what they do in the professional health sense, what they do in consumer health, and then obviously what they do for consumer audio, as I mentioned. But one of the things that they're also doing is, is baby monitoring devices. So really starting, to, if you think of monitoring, the word monitoring, and then apply it to almost anything, Massimo is that company that does it. Now, they decided to go to court with Apple because the Apple Watch Series 9 and Ultra 2, which were announced this year, are infringing on a patent that Massimo has around, um, I don't know, I want to get the right wording, around, oh my gosh, where is it? O you know, blood oxygen levels, yes. So when, you're, when you are monitoring blood oxygen levels in, um, on your wrist, 
You obviously need sensors built into the watch. So the Apple Watch Series 9 and Ultra 2 have new sensors that previous models didn't have. Massimo is saying that it's using their technology to do it, uh, that it's using their patents to do it. So they took them to court. Now, Massimo not, is not a company as big as Apple. They do not have a purse as large as Apple. But what's been fascinating to see is that Apple has lost their case in a sense that they will be forced in the US to stop selling the Watch Series 9 and Ultra 2. Now, that is insane. They will not be allowed to sell it online or through their own physical stores as of December 24th, right before Christmas. So if you were ho- if you were in the US and you were hoping to buy an Apple Watch Series 9 or Ultra 2, you either have better have already got one or you will find one at a Best Buy or an electronics retailer while they still have stock. That This will become a hot commodity that simply won't be found unless Apple either comes back to the table and either renegotiates with Massimo to pay to use their patent, um, and that's just paying a patent fee, or they go back to court and try and fight it. Or what is very interesting is that Apple could put pressure on the US government, particularly Joe Biden, as he is actually able to veto the ban. That's right. So Massimo, which is not, which is a US company, Massimo, which is a US company and had won a court case against Apple, which has stopped the sale of the Apple Watch as of December 24th, Apple could go to the US president and say, guys, I mean, Joe, help us out. And Joe could say, you're right. This is not happening. We're not stopping this. And they would veto the ban. Simple as that. Who cares what the court said? Doesn't matter what happened. Doesn't matter what you've done that's incorrect. We can veto the ban and that's, that's what we do. Now, has this happened before? It has. Around 2013, Obama, President Barack Obama, vetoed in Apple's favor. So it's happened before. Now, in 2013, the case was actually related to Samsung. Samsung um, sued Apple for an iPhone um, patent that was breached. And I guess Samsung being a Korean company, it wasn't perhaps such a big deal that the US president said, well, too bad, Samsung. Um, Apple's an American company. We're not going to stop any of their sales in, in our country. Good luck to you. So they, have, they vetoed it back then. Now, here we have two American companies, Massimo and Apple. Joe Biden will probably be making a choice as to whether he wants to side with one or the other. That is a huge deal. That is a huge deal. So we're going to have to wait and see. Both of them have already spent millions of dollars fighting each other. Mo- tons of money. Uh, Apple, inside Apple, their head of Apple Watch has left, has already left the company. Um, a number of product managers within Apple have left the company. There is drama inside Apple HQ. If they're going to Christmas parties, they're trying to wrap up their year, the Apple Watch team is not happy right now. They have not got a lot to celebrate as their latest product has been stopped from being sold in America. I mean, it's crazy. And obviously the court system in the US is, is kind of nuts in itself. And you may not agree with all the decisions that get made in the US at all, but... If the blood oxygen sensor infringes a patent that's owned by Massimo, then so be it. I don't care who the company is. You have to respect technology and innovation. If someone else has already come up with an idea and you're going to borrow it or steal it, however you want to word it, then you pay. It's that simple. 
Apple have a lot of patents themselves. They're very good at filing patents and they would go to town if someone tried to copy something that they did. So this is what happens when the shoe's on the other foot. I just think the result is absolutely dramatic and I cannot believe what we're seeing. However, let's just wait and see. So the ban will go in place December 24th. If you're in the US, you better get started on buying a new Apple Watch if that's what you were hoping to have. It's amazing. Now, you've been listening to Technology Uncorked for the last 12 months. The next time we speak, it will no, it will still be December. It will still be 2023. We'll still be doing a show next week um, after Christmas and everything else. I hope, I truly hope you have an amazing Christmas. I hope you have a great time with friends, family, and whoever it may be. I hope you get all the tech gifts that you ever wanted. Um, I hope I've helped enough of you. There's been a few of you that have reached out this week, particularly asking questions. And I hope that uh, any hints that I've given you or ideas that I've given you for your significant other works. And I hope you get some success on Christmas Day and there's some appreciation for the thought that's gone into the gifts that you've received or given. Um, But have an amazing Christmas, guys. Look after yourselves and I will speak to you before we wrap up the whole year, 2023. It's been a big one and I can't wait to speak to you again soon. Thanks for listening, team. Bye-bye.